Hello and welcome to the Mamas in Midlife podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and today's topic is enabling versus helping. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. How are things in your world? It is almost September, and I'm pretty excited. September is always the time I look forward to because it usually starts cooling off, at least where I live, and also because that's when football starts, which it's I acknowledge it's a little bit different this year with COVID, with football, whether it be college or high school, but I still am looking forward and hoping to get into, getting to watch some of it. So anyway, I have a listener review, and this is from Melissa Julian, and Melissa writes, or Melissa Julian writes, I love Lisa Lewis and all of her knowledge. I mostly love that she is honest and straightforward about everything. She is my podcast therapist. Lisa has taught me so much how to create a healthier relationship with myself, my thoughts, and those around me. Melissa Julian, thank you so much for taking the time to leave a review. And if you've been enjoying this podcast and would be willing to go leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it wherever you listen to podcasts or even just share this with someone that you think might benefit from the material. The topic for today is enabling versus helping. We all have people in our lives that we love. And as part of loving people, it's very much a part of human nature to want to help them as well. How do we know, though, when we have crossed over the line from helping to enabling? So let me talk about the difference between helping and enabling. And I'll explain it with a, I'm going to use a story that kind of will help in illustrating the difference. So there's a story often attributed to the writer Henry Miller about a little boy in India who sat watching a guru studying an object he held in his hand. As the little boy came closer to get a better look, the guru sensed his curiosity and said, it's called a cocoon, and inside is a beautiful butterfly. Soon, the cocoon will split and the butterfly will come out. May I have it? asked the little boy. Yes, said the guru, but you must first promise something. When the cocoon splits open and the butterfly emerges and begins beating its wings, Promise me that you won't help it by breaking the cocoon apart. No matter how hard it struggles, let the butterfly do it all by itself. The little boy promised, took the cocoon and went home, and then sat and watched. Finally, he saw the cocoon begin to quiver and vibrate. After a time, the cocoon slowly began to split open. Inside was a beautiful, damp butterfly, frantically beating its wings against the cocoon, struggling to get out. The butterfly struggled and struggled, but did not seem to be able to free itself. The little boy desperately wanted to help, but he remembered the promise he made to the guru. Watching the poor little butterfly struggle and struggle finally proved too much for the boy. He disobeyed the guru's instructions and pushed the two halves of the cocoon apart, The butterfly sprang out of the cocoon, took flight, but as soon as it got up into the air, it fell down to the ground and died. The little boy picked up the dead butterfly and with tears streaming down his face, ran back to the guru to show him. You pushed open the cocoon, didn't you? asked the guru. Yes, said the boy. The guru began to explain. 
When the butterfly comes out of the cocoon, its wings are not strong enough to carry it into the air. The only way it can strengthen its wings is by beating them against the cocoon. The butterfly beats its wings over and over so its muscles will, will grow strong. When you help the butterfly the way you did, you prevented it from getting strong enough to fly. That's why the butterfly fell to the ground and died. So I like this story as there are times that we are wanting to help those we love in our lives. Yet like the little boy and the butterfly, his assistance actually causes harm, caused harm to the butterfly. If there are things we are doing to quote help loved ones or friends and it actually causes harm to them or to us, then it's a good indicator that it's enabling, not helping. Let me give a few more specific examples to illustrate this point. Let's say it's 9 p.m. at night and you find yourself running to Walmart to get a poster board for your high school age son who has a project due the following day. A project that he has known about for well over three weeks but just tells you the night before that he needs a poster board. This is enabling, not helping. Or if this same mom lets the son skip school the next morning because he did not finish the project, the mom is enabling irresponsible behavior. Another scenario might be letting a friend or family member who just lost their job live at your home for months and months without showing any effort to work on finding a new job. They, in, and they instead eat your food and sit around watching TV and spend time on their phone playing video games and surfing social media. This could be enabling their ability to become independent. Another example, your sister continually asks you to watch her kids at night so she can go out drinking. This is enabling her drinking problem. Maybe the enabling behavior is parents giving money to their adult children from their retirement or savings so the children do not have to work so hard so they can have more luxury, the more, lu more luxuries of life or so they can avoid debt. This enabling behavior hurts the parents' financial future and also enables their children in learning valuable life lessons about working to provide for needs and wants. So when my now 19-year-old son was in his senior year of high school, he was trying to decide on what he would do post high school and inquired about continuing to live with us. My oh-so-wise husband told our son that he could live with us if he had a plan, such as working, going to school, or a combination of both. But the plan could not be living at home, laying around on the couch all day, and watching sports. My husband was very clear that he needed to have a plan that showed he was trying to be productive with his life and that we would not be enabling behavior that would be otherwise. So basically, enabling prevents someone from dealing with the negative consequences of their actions. I found this quote by Dave Ramsey that I thought was pretty profound related to enabling. And it says, or he says, enabling is the enemy of motivation. Pretty profound, isn't it? Why do we engage in enabling behaviors? 
there's a couple of different reasons. Sometimes we feel like we're being helpful, that we're being supportive, that we're being kind. And sometimes it's about what maybe we're wanting to feel or what we're wanting the other person to avoid feeling, such as maybe discomfort, um, struggle, or other kinds of negative emotions. Someone who is enabling may also feel that by solving the problem of the person they love, they are doing something good for them. Another reason that maybe we enable behavior is because we're worried that either our child, our friend, our loved one, or whoever it is we're enabling will no longer love us if we do not help or that they may get upset with us. We may say things like, but I'm able to do it, or I have the money to help, or maybe they say, if I'm able to help, I should help, or they might say, if I don't help, they're going to suffer or struggle. What can be done if we realize that maybe we have been enabling others? First, we need to recognize that maybe we are doing this behavior. Sometimes when we are enabling others, we might actually feel angry, exhausted, guilty, resentful, anxious, or worried because we are putting effort into trying to help in situations that really we should not be helping with and our own needs are being neglected. It's kind of an analogy of putting on our own oxygen mask first. When we take care of our needs first, then we can more clearly see where we should or should not be helping others. Also, being able to learn to say no. I'm not saying that this is easy. I know that this is not easy to say no, especially when it comes to maybe adult children. But just knowing that we can allow for that growth that they can experience through sometimes failing and that that might be an experience that they just need to have so that they can grow. Just know it's okay to struggle, just like the butterfly, because that is what can contribute to significant growth and change. So just to sum up about enabling, I'd like to do so with a quote that says, we cripple people who are capable of walking by carrying them. I think this really says it all in being able to identify if we are enabling other people, if they are able to do it for themselves and they should be doing it by themselves for that growth and that kind of that struggle, then we should allow for them to do it. That's all that I have for today. Thanks again for joining me on the Mamas in Midlife podcast, and I'll see you next week. 